This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Swing and a high deep drive right field. Watch this baby carry. It is gone into the bleachers. Rafi Devers with number 19, a three-run shot. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio with you weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. Check out the Odyssey app. Uh, make sure you have that downloaded. And we're going to go over the AL East here in a minute. Uh, Joe G, during the last break, that was not an ideal situation. Ran upstairs for a quick minute. My son was playing with the tennis racket because he wants to learn tennis. That arrived in the mail yesterday, and I was trying to show him how it's done. And I may have put a dent in the ceiling. <laughs> Oh, you did. <laughs> I may have. There's definitely a black scuff mark on the ceiling. Okay. Uh, newly painted ceiling about a month ago. And, of course, they don't listen to me. And my daughter had to interrupt my wife's video call to tell her what I did. So it's a scene up there. Yeah, you couldn't just put that. That, that couldn't, like, slide under <laughs> like, the radar. Between us, like, yeah. please don't tattle. Why do you have to listen, tattle look about what Dad everything? Did. Dad put a hole in the roof. Are you dealing with a lot of tattling right oh, now? Yeah. It's really bad here. Yeah, I, I can't get away anything. Like I, I say anything, everyone, mom knows, the neighbor knows. Yeah, no, tattling is fun, and and you, my daughter loves to say I have a secret, or she wants to tell me a secret, but then she tells everybody. Like so she wants to have a secret with me, and then she just goes and tells everyone. It's it's a scene. It's a scene. I know some people like that, <laughs> so maybe that won't go away. It's uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Is everything a bad word too? Like that's you know. It feels oh, like, like I'm like that's really not a bad word. I can say but. Oh yeah. Well then you're the bad guy. You, yes. Your dad's saying bad words. Yeah. Every, everything's bad. Uh, American League East. Let's uh, let's take a look here. So the Red Sox have a one and a half game lead at the break. Then we have a a big gap down to Toronto and the New York Yankees. Eight games back. Baltimore. They are way out of this thing. All right. The best run differential is the Rays at plus eighty five. Second best run differential is the Blue Jays. But the team leading the division is the team with the third best run di- differential, plus 57. It's the Red Sox, and they have the shortest World Series odds at 10 to 1. Are the Boston Red Sox the best team in the AL East? I don't think they are. I think it's the Rays. I'm with Chelsea on this. You said the run differential. I think the Red Sox pitching is a worry moving forward. So I know they're getting Chris Sale back soon, and that's supposed to be the big boost. But look look at their pitching staff. Look, look at their starting pitching staff. It's a, It's a worry for me. I mean, Nick Pavetta, Garrett Richards, like Martin Perez. If they're going to continue to stay atop this division, they're really going to have to hit their way, which they could all season long. I'm I'm talking about five, five and a half runs a game to win this division because that pitching staff, it just, it screams to me suspect. And here's the big question I have with them. 
it feels like they are a year or two ahead of the schedule that High and Bloom kind of had when he came from Tampa and rebuilt this thing. Do you think they're going to go out and acquire something significant at the trade deadline? I know they're the Red Sox, right? And the Red Sox we think of as they do. I, I just don't know. I think they need more pitching to win this division. Um, Tampa is one out in the loss column. I, I think Tampa just has enough pitching to, to overtake them as the summer goes along. So are they, do you think they have the ability to give a proper self-evaluation at the break? That's the big question. As we get closer to the trade deadline, okay, we've overachieved this year. Are we one piece away, two pieces away? How many? That's the tough thing for these teams. Sometimes they're blinded by the record. And yeah, they're not the best team. I don't know that they're, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure that they're the second best team. I love the Blue Jays. So the, do I. The problem is for the division odds, they're eight games back. But everything you look at, I mean, if you're looking for a team that's maybe going to grab a wild card spot and we can bet on them to make the playoffs, that's a team that just get in. They have the offense. They have some of the high-end starting pitching when they're on. They can do something, and I think they're going to add at the deadline. Yeah, I think they will, too. And if they, they need relief pitching. Like, if the Blue Jays get a couple relief pitchers to change their team, they, they're over-under win total now because they've adjusted some of these win totals. It's 85-and-a-half. I love the over for the Blue Jays, 85-and-a-half. I mean, do I think they're going to win 95? No. Are they going to get to 90? I'm not sure. But over 85-and-a-half? That that feels great. I mean, right now they've banked 45 wins, right? So you got to win 41 more games in the second half, more, you know, less than half the games, but second half of the year, 41 mm-hmm. games. I'll I'll take that with the Blue Jays. And the Boston thing, it, it reminds me of what you were saying a couple of weeks ago with the, the Cubs, just in a different realm, right? Like, like it's Chicago. It's a big market. How could you sell if you're in first place? Well, the Cubs, it, it worked out. They're gonna sell now. But the Red Sox, big market. How could you not buy? if you're in first place, like how could the Red Sox not try to win this division? So it's going to be like threading that needle. Should they try for real to go win a world series? Or are they just going to bring in some starting pitcher just to have some depth? And that's a pressure cooker, man. The media, the fan base, they do matter there, Yeah. whether we want to say it or not. So are, are they going to give in? What are they going to do? Um, so what I found interesting is looking at the fan graphs projections and the, the newly posted win totals that are available, there are two teams where there's a bit of a discrepancy. And it's the two teams that we're talking about right now, uh, Boston and Toronto. The, the, so the Red Sox win total is at 91.5, but the Fangraph projection for the rest of the season is that the Red Sox finished with 94 wins, so a gap of 2.5 wins. And same thing with the Blue Jays. Not 2.5, but it's 1.5. But uh, the win total for the Blue Jays is 85.5, and, and Fangraphs has them – at 87. If you had to take an over, an over, bet the difference on one of them. Would you take Red Sox over 91 and a half or Blue Jays over 85 and a half? I take the Blue Jays. So I, just, I. I trust their offense just as much. And I think their offense is even a little deeper. I mean, they, they may not have the high end three that the Red Sox do right back to back to back, but their offense top to bottom is incredible. And you mentioned their starting pitching. Ryu and, and Robbie Ray right now, that's a really good one two punch. So they could mm-hmm. use more, but that's really good. So I, I trust that team more than I trust the Red Sox. Joe, what are we going to do about the Yankees? Nothing. I mean, but like, but what is, what's the play on them over? Like when you look at that team, they have a plus one, one, just one run differential. I don't think they're going to win this division. I mean, they're exactly as far out as Toronto yet. We're bullish on Toronto. The Yankees haven't been able to get out of their way all year. They are 46 and 43 yet. They're going to try. Like it's almost the Red Sox conundrum, but I, but I know the answer to their question. They're going to buy. The Yankees are yeah. not not going to try here, which does make them at least a little bit interesting. 
Okay, neither of us like them. They do have some good relief pitching. I know lately it's been really bad. Yeah, Chapman has just been yeah. in the tank. I know. But over over the course of the first half, it's been pretty good. Their defense is pathetic. And that and that's an area where you can find some value. It, it doesn't seem like it's always thrown into the market as much, but uh, their defense is just sad. I don't think either of us are buying them. Would you rather bet under 87 and a half wins. Fangraphs projects them for 87. The number's 87 and a half. Run differential plus one. So they are as average as it gets. Um, would you bet under 87 and a half or lay minus 165? No, the Yankees do not make the playoffs. They are four and a half games out of a spot. I would lay it. I would I lay it too. Yeah. I mean, I could see them rallying and, and adding and maybe getting to that 87, 88 win mark. But I think you're going to need 90 to get in the playoffs in the, in the American League, right? The three division winners are obviously going to be 90 win teams. Oakland has 52 wins and, and Tampa Bay has 53. Those teams right now represent the wild cards. I think you're going to need about 90 wins to qualify. So I, I don't think the Yankees are going to get to 90 wins. So I think they could hover around 86, 87 wins. And that, that's a tricky over under, especially if they add a player, but I don't think the Yankees are making the playoffs. This, this, it, this I, I've never, I haven't watched them one day this year and said, that looks like a playoff. And it's not like they have like, look at Tampa Bay and look at Toronto's run differential, right? You, you can kind of close your eyes and say, I see it. It's there. They just have to piece it together. Yankees is plus one nothing it's like they haven't participated in the first half of the season how are the yankees and blue jays both four and a half games back out of a playoff spot it's uh yeah so toronto toronto is 10 to 1 for the division yeah 10 to 1 just about everywhere i don't know that there's going to be enough time for them to uh make up eight games however i i would take a look at them to make the playoffs which is just about two to one yeah, and look at the wild card of the American League right now. Tampa Bay is too clear. Then Oakland, as I mentioned. And then he, here are the teams. Joe, if you had to pick out one of these teams, and two of them are in this division, but if you had to pick out one team to track down Oakland to grab that other wild card spot, Seattle, minus 50 run differential. Cleveland, minus 16 run differential. Toronto, plus 72. Yankees, plus one. Angels, minus 26. Those are the teams within mm-hmm. striking this. They're all within five and a half games, within four of the loss column. It's Toronto's the play. We agree that one of them's going to do it, right? Yeah, I'm, unless you think that unless you think the playoffs are set in the American League, I don't Someone, think so. I don't think so either. I would say it's Toronto. They strike me, but but again, that group right there is why the Yankees are not dead yet. Yeah, look at that group. It's, it's Seattle's. They're minus fifty. <laughs> Cleveland's had a million injuries. And the Angels, I mean, the Angels are, are kind of interesting. Because we'll do they, the West later this yeah. week. But, yeah, that's the other team that kind of pops to me, the yeah. Angels, because of the way they've played over the last month, and Trout's about to come back. But do you agree this is why the Yankees are going to try? They're going to buy. Yeah. Like, there's no question they're going to go out and make a trade or two between now and the 30th because they, they see what we see. Like, well, someone's got to make the playoffs. We're not that good, but why not? It feels like everything's gone wrong for the Yankees. The run differential tells you they're an average team. And they are within striking distance. The New York Yankees cannot sell four and a half games back at the deadline. Let's assume they, that's where we're at. Who knows? When we're there, it might be only three games. But with this group of teams, they can't They can't sell. They're going to be buying. You're right. Yeah, and they did it five years ago, the, the Chapman year when he got to Chicago. But that team had... had they got a haul. Right, and they had stuff to sell. They had Andrew yeah. Miller. They had Chapman about to be a free agent. They had Carlos Beltran. Like, they had things people would want. But this Yankee team has nothing anyone would want. 
except if they traded Aaron Judge, which I don't think they're going to do. Yeah, I think they're going to try. But Toronto is my favorite team to watch second half. I like their over of 86 and a half. And you said two to one to make the playoffs. It's plus 190 for yes. I like it. Yeah, I like them too. Uh, would you bet them 25 to one to win the World Series? I wish it was a better number. What's the number? 25. Yeah. I wish it was a little better too. Yeah. Who wins the division? Rays? I guess. I guess. You trust the rotation minus glass now? Yeah, I do. Well, I trust their ability to find pitching. Like Chelsea said a little bit with us ago. Like they'll find a way to piece together games when they only give up three or four runs. This is what they do over so how, and over. How far back are the Boston Red Sox going to fall? Into the wild card spot? Hoo-hoo. Against okay. Toronto yeah. in a one-game playoff? Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> they will not be happy there. Oh, no, they won't. But, uh, yeah, it's... What about the O's? O's, take a shot. 58 and a half wins. Under. No. <laughs> exactly. That's Joe G. I'm Joe O. This is BetQL Daily. The Open Championship is two days away. Yeah, the last major of the golf season. We're going to break it down next and talk about some possible outright winners that we like. So keep it locked on BetQL Daily for BetQL. You know, you want to let that go as long as it can, but like we talked about. Fly ball, belted. He's back. Long home run. How far up the bleachers is that going? Sorry, Tom. No, that was crushed. Eighth home run. I'm glad that was worth being interrupted. (laughs) That ball was hammered. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. BetQL Network, Joe O, Joe G. As we get you set, looking forward with the NL East at Major League Baseball. Second half of the season begins on Thursday. I, I forgot the season actually, st- they ramped back up Thursday. I assumed it was Friday. Yeah, ramp back up, yeah. yeah. If you want to call it that with the with the island game. What a shocker, which game it is. Yankees, Red Sox. They're doing, <laughs> doing it again on Sunday night. But yes, the NL East will uh, will start playing again, Joe, on Friday and it, this division is is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, you know, before the year, a lot of people said this could have been the best division, one through five in baseball, and uh, it has not played out that way. I mean, you could say it has the most parity that the teams are not that good, that they're all kind of even, and it's interesting. And I'll give you that, but it's been a bad division this year. The Mets are the only team right now entering the break over five hundred. You look at the run differentials in the division. The Mets have the third best actually at plus nine. They're in first place. The Marlins, plus 17 in last place. The Braves, who just lost, and we heard the, uh, the Acuna home run, they just lost their best player, Ronald Acuna. They're at plus 19. I think the team with the best chance to win this division right now has a negative run differential. Joe O, what do we make of the, of the NL East as we enter the second half? Well, isn't the question, is the Mets or not? Because if it's not the Mets, then we can have a conversation. Um when you look at the odds, you would think that they have a much larger lead in the division than they actually do. Only three and a half games at the break, and uh, it's jumbled a bit because you've got Atlanta at four games back. We know about the big injury to Acuna. But division odds of minus 334 for the New York Mets, you would think that they're up by more than three and a half games, right? Yeah, I think the if you would ask me right now, Who's the most logical team to win the NLEs? I think it's pretty clear. It's the Mets. They're up. They're they're leading. 
they have a positive run difference. They have Jacob deGrom. But Joe, I think the uh, the perception of this division versus the reality is is off. I don't think the Mets should be this big of a favorite. And if you look at yeah. the updated win totals, and it gives you a glimpse into what they think the f- the final standings could look like. The Mets and the uh, excuse me, the Phillies and the Braves have the second highest win totals in this division right now at 82 and a half. That that's their over under, the updated over under. The Mets are at 88 and a half. Is there a six game gap between the Mets and whoever finishes second? I don't think so. I I I find it hard to believe the Mets are this much better. And Joe, look at their team. And I know this probably isn't like this with with a good amount of teams with great pitchers, but they strike me as a very mediocre baseball team that Jacob DeGrom starts kind of raise the boats. I, I'd imagine the Mets have a pretty significant run differential under 500 when Jacob DeGrom doesn't pitch. They're plus well, nine overall. Uh, yeah, let's not get it twisted. The New York media, uh, the Mets fan base, is even though they're not the number one team in town, it's a big part of it. Uh, people like to talk about them. They're a sexy team to discuss. You have DeGrom maybe the national league MVP in addition to the NL Cy Young this year, I will say that even though they have multiple injuries at the top and we can discuss when those guys are going to return, because that's going to do huge things for this team. The rotation's been excellent, mm-hmm. been excellent this year. And it's not just a ground other guys, the XFIP, they are number one in all of baseball. If you look at some defensive metrics, I know they're not the best things in the world. They still have work to do in that department, but they're viewed as a top five defense overall. So the question on a nightly basis is, are you going to get enough production out of the Mets offense? But you cannot question the starting pitching and the defense. And Syndergaard had that setback. Is he going to return? What about Carrasco? That's the that's the guy that's lost in all this. None of us are discussing that. Well, what if both of them are back at the end of the year. Now, what we're talking about is making the playoffs and winning the division right now. But long-term, is there value on the Mets at 9-1 to one if the entire rotation is healthy? And I understand that's asking a lot. It is asking a lot. Um, there is some value there. I do question the offense, though, and when they're going to start hitting. I know they've had guys that have been out. They're scoring 3.76 runs per game. It's towards mm-hmm. the bottom of baseball. Like, they're a good bet to be in that 85, 86, and plus win range because they're going to pitch their way to a lot of wins, and, and, and they're not going to have big, long slumps. But I do question their offense. You know, Francisco Lindor, I know he's heated up, Joe, lately, but he's not having a good season. Let's just call it for what it is. His first year with nope. the Mets has been a bust so far. He just hasn't hit enough for the money they gave him and, and obviously the trade for him. I, I don't think they're going to run away. That that's, that's really the way I look at this. I don't think they're good enough offensively, and I have questions about their pitching health, to run away and hide. I, I doubt we're going to look up in a month and say, wow, the Mets are 11 games up. Put, put a wrap on it. Who, who are they starting in game two of the NLDS, you know, after the Grauman game? I don't think that's this division. I think someone else steps up. And, Joe, it, it feels like, and I feel crazy for saying this, it feels like the, mm. the choice right now has to be the Phillies. That's, that's where I keep going back to. I thought you would shout me down with that. that that's where I'm at. Three and a half games back. They have a really good rotation, not quite as good as the Mets, but it's deep. Um, why? So you you follow this team on an everyday basis, and you rip the bullpen as you should. But may, maybe you can explain this a little bit. When you look at some of the underlying metrics, why does it show that the Phillies bullpen isn't that bad? Is there bad luck, or are you not buying into any of that? 
Uh, so they've been really bad at runners on base. Like when, when, when there's a chance to blow up, they blow up. But they'll have a few games here and there where they'll reel off four or five scoreless innings. I think it makes everything look better than it is because like those those moments where it's a four to three game and there's two guys on base, mm-hmm. those runners are coming in. Like there's going to be a hit and and they might get charged to the fifth starter or fourth starter who left them on base. And it does maybe make those numbers look a little better, ERA or whatever. Um, I don't think they're and, – and, and it has changed. Like, they may have found a closer here. Ranger Suarez had a seven-out save on Sunday in Boston in Fenway Park. Seven outs against that lineup was really impressive. He's not your typical hard thrower. They may have found something there. So that's interesting. Joe, the biggest concern I have with them is they are the worst defensive team my eyes have ever laid on – I've ever seen. Like, they're terrible. Terrible yeah. in the corners, terrible yeah. on in the outfield. That's going to cost them games that already has. But I do think, and, and we mentioned this earlier with the AL East and which teams are going to try. You don't bring in Dave Dombrowski. You don't have a team that's, you know, your stars are around the age of 30, 29, 30, to not try. The Phillies have to try at the trade deadline. And, Joe, I don't know if the Nationals are going to try. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if the Braves are really going to try now the Acuna injury. I wouldn't. Would you? I wouldn't give up real prospects to try without has in the past but yes. now it's a, it's acuna it's your dude him or freeman you you would think okay like that's not we just lost a few wins and we've underachieved in the first half we can't afford to lose a few wins well you just did yes and let me let me throw this at you because this has been a talking point uh in philadelphia that i think it's interesting when you if you look at to see if anyone could overtake the mets and if you want to put a future on the phillies 20 of their last 23 games ready for this Rockies, Cubs, Orioles, Pirates, Braves, Marlins. Hmm. The, the three that are mixed in that are not those teams are the Mets. So the, the schedule is favorable down the stretch for them to make a run. If they're within, I don't know, three or four games like they are now entering September, they've got a chance. Uh, how's the Mets schedule in that last month? I wonder how, the, how that looks. Um, right, because that's, that's the head-to-head. And they, and they have the yeah. three head-to-head games there. Okay. In the month of September. Okay. And uh, let's see. A lot of division games. Ooh. Oh, the Mets have a stretch of Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers, Giants and in August. That is the stretch that coincides with the stretch where the Phillies are playing the Cubs and the Rockies and the Pirates and the Orioles. Okay. Like that's, that's the stretch right there. The, the key for the Phillies yep. or anyone trying to catch the Mets is keep it close until right there because that's where the Mets season. You know, uh, when Chelsea was on earlier, we we're talking about when the Mets met. Yep. The Mets will met from September 13th until September 26th. That's their spot to met. You think so? Not, not in August when, when they have that stretch of uh, those NL West teams? Oh, oh, that's August. Excuse me. That's yeah. That's oh, okay. August. Uh, I see it. It's August thirteenth to August twenty right. sixth. Okay, so they're different months. I, I I had thought it was the same month. Yes, August. The, well, you mentioned that that West Coast trip. That is that's the spot where things might change this division. What? Phillies are six and a half games back in the wild card, but to make the playoffs, they're plus three seventy five. But they're plus five hundred to win the division. I'd rather bet on the Phillies to win the division than make the postseason. Oh, me too. I. Like the Phillies have a ceiling because of their defense, because of their bullpen, because of the back end of the rotation still spotty. So their ceiling is in the mid 80s. Like I, I think there's a, you know, how there's a, you kind of styles make fights and like you talk about a football game, like the game has to be in the 20s for this team to win. Mm-hmm. The, the, the NL East has to be in the mid 80s for the Phillies to win this. If this gets to 90 ish, they're not going to get there. I don't think they could get that, they can win that many games. Biggest discrepancy 
between up, updated win totals and Fangraphs projections, the Atlanta Braves. The win total is 82.5. Fangraphs says below 500, 80 wins for the Braves. Would you bet under 82.5? I would. Their pitching is not good. They lost Acuna. It, it, this war between uh, the projections on the Braves and their actual performance has been going on for years. The, the projections always say the Braves are going to come back, and they always win. But th- doesn't it feel like the, like not this time? The time is up. The ropes run out. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> I'm finally done. I'm. I'm it's over. Uh, y- yes, yes. How could you take them to win the division? They're now eight to one. Uh, that that went up a point or two over the weekend after the big injury to Acuna. I believe they were six to one after winning a couple of games against the Marlins. Injury happens. Now they're sitting at the break at eight to one to win the division. Who wins the NL East? The Mets. Phillies. They're going to win the division? Yeah, I'll go with Phillies. Wow. I trust I trust the rotation, and we'll we'll see some positive regression from that bullpen. They It can't continue to be this bad. XFIP, they're top 10. You believe that? I mean, I don't, but I, I, you're saying it, so I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I, I will I will right. buy the statistic. Um, they, I mean, you, you, you would think they can't be as bad, and I do think they make changes. Joe, I think it's the best bet. I think it's the smartest bet is to go pick the Phillies because you're, you're, you're giving money on them. What are they doing at the deadline? They're adding. I mean, obviously adding. I, th- I would think they add a reliever and a starter. Significant add or just to appease the media and the fans? We'll do a little something. We're they in the mix they had never, They've never paid the luxury tax. Huh. Craig Kimbrell would be great, but they've never paid the luxury tax. I don't think they will, which changes. It probably won't be significant. It'll probably just be to appease Joe O, Joe G. This is BeckQL Daily. BeckQL Network on the other side. NFL rush leader. Who will lead the NFL in rush yards? We'll dive into that market next right here. 